0: Today, in this episode, we are interviewing PJ. He's going to give us a testimony about something that happened to him that we thought was really cool. Welcome to yet another award-winning episode of Truth Is Now Treason, and today we've got one of our favorite segments. It's Meet the Trader. We want to introduce you to PJ. So PJ's full name is Philip Schunkweiler. How are you doing today, PJ?
1: I'm doing amazing.
0: PJ, we learned a little bit about you. You play AAU basketball. So tell us who you play for and tell us what position you play and how you've been doing this year.
1: Well, I play for Hidden Gems uh, out of Columbus. I play point guard. Our season ended. It's like summer travel, so we played all over Columbus. So, yeah, we did pretty decent. We didn't really have much size, but we did all right. We played in a bunch of tournaments, had a lot of fun, got to meet a lot of new people. So I think it was a cool opportunity.
0: Yeah, we learned from our daughter from playing JO, which is the Volleyball version of AAU. That's where you learn so much because you just keep going. So is this your first year playing AAU?
1: I played in the past, but I was really not good at basketball back then. I had no business playing. (laughs) But yeah, I really put a lot of hours into it over the summer for sure.
0: Well, good. PJ, we heard you in church just
1: a few weeks ago and you gave a testimony. Tell our listeners what you told us. Well... So it's kind of a crazy story. So I didn't really grow up in a very Christian household where church wasn't really a thing. So I didn't grow up with a uh, like God-first kind of mindset. So so I was just playing basketball at the Ehrlich YMCA. Went there quite a bit and eventually met this guy, Ryan. And we just played together a lot. And eventually uh, he shared his faith with me And uh, after we exchanged numbers. And I was like, all right. And then after a few times, I was like, all right, I'm kind of interested in this. Let's, let's give it a try. I'll go to church with you. And then I went, and the first few times, kind of like nervous, kind of timid a little bit. But the more I went, and the more I kind of uh, accepted everything, and the more, the more I gave in a little bit, I felt like everything was just changing. And then I went on last retreat, which is just a little retreat for Nazarene, so I guess. And then I heard about NYC, and I thought it was really cool, but. The deadline was like months ago. There was no chance I had any kind of chance of going. But our youth group leader, Kathy, had emailed the people running the NYC and uh, said if a spot opens up, I'd ask if we could have it. And we said, yeah, like we'd, we would take it if a spot came up. And then about two or three weeks later, I'm in Columbus in a rec center playing basketball, having basketball practice. And she gets an email or a call from the people saying a spot opened up out of Columbus And that we need to know right away or else the spot could be taken up by someone else. After my practice, she called my grandma like four or five times. We called her back, said, yeah, we want it. So we got on it. But it's like, it's crazy because I joined church. This is all within like four months. I joined church. Three months later, I got baptized. Three months later was NYC. And then I found out that I could go a month before. So I didn't prep anything. Didn't have any kind of idea, but all I knew is I was going to go now, and so it was kind of like still like a far away thought, like it's still a month away. Didn't really think about it, so I had basketball to play. But it's eventually it came, and I was flying out with a group of Columbus, and so I went to their church at like six five a.m. and we flew out. I didn't know any of them, so I was riding and flying with people I never met before. But we got there, and it was really fun. Uh, the worship was amazing. It's like the feeling of being in like an arena with ten thousand other people is like you have to experience it. Like if you ever have the chance, like you don't you don't pass it up. By like the third day, I feel like everybody was more in tune. Everybody was kinda locked in a little bit more on just what they were there for. So every night we all circled up and talked about the uh what people talked about or what like stood out to us or the message that day, whatever really stuck out to us. And we were all praying. And talking about, like, Kathy was praying, she said, like, God, we pray that you use us and let us be your hands. The way I hear God is I write stuff down. We were praying, and I just, like, felt something to say, like, stop. Like, you need to write this down. So I just started writing. I, had, I didn't know what it was going to come out to, just writing words came to my head. And it came out to uh, bring them to me, and you'll feel the greatest feeling you've ever felt. The feeling of your friends, family, and community turning away from sin and coming to me. I wrote it down. And I knew who was it was about? It was about my one of my best friends who I've been trying to get him to come to church with me for so long. I asked him every week. He was Oh no, I have football, no, I'm busy, I got this or that and he was just didn't wanna come. Then I texted him that night and told him exactly all what happened, how we were praying and that came up and he was like, Yeah, yeah, okay, like it's it's cool or whatever, but I just I don't have the time for it. I told him I'm not gonna push you, I'm not gonna force you to do anything, but just give it a thought. I said, All right, but I probably I'm not going to go. But then I went to bed, woke up, looked at my phone, saw a text message from him going, saying, uh, I need to go to church with you. Like, I really want to go. And I was like, wow, like, that's just crazy because he didn't grow up in that kind of household either of church or anything. So he eventually came with me and he's definitely starting to accept everything. But then I shared with my group that night or that day as soon as I got the text. And it was just, it was so crazy. Just like, it really was a feeling. I've never felt before. And now like every week I bring a new friend with me pretty much. So that's
0: awesome. (laughs) So you just said that you wrote down that the greatest feeling you were going to feel was to reach out to your friends and family and basically bring them to Christ. And that's happened, right?
1: Oh, yeah. So since then, uh, my other buddy I brought last week for his first time, I could just tell like during, uh, during Marty preaching and stuff during the sermon and during worship, he was just like. He was so focused and so, it was like, I've never seen him like this. Normally he's happy and like moving around and joking around and stuff, but he was like, he was laser focused on what was going on. I got like a text from him a few days later saying he wants to be baptized and that like he really wants to like give his life up to Christ and stuff. He stayed at my house Saturday night because it's, it's like a 25 minute drive. So we got to get up at a decent time to be there at nine o'clock. So he was like, I'm staying at your house every Saturday night. I'm not going going with you every sunday like i'm i don't want to miss anything so and i was like his first time being in a church and since he was
0: little so the thing you wrote down was that it would be the coolest feeling you ever had have you found that it is the coolest feeling you've ever had
1: it is the greatest feeling i've ever felt just like when you when during worship i would look over and i would just see him and i would get like it's really unexplainable like the feeling like I don't know if it's joy or love, but it's just a great feeling. Like, you can feel it through your whole body. It's You can't help but smile. It's just unexplainable.
0: Well, you just telling us what you're telling us. If we had a picture right now, you guys would see that Lennox and I, all we can do is smile because this is one of the coolest stories we've ever heard. And what makes this so unique, PJ, and what I like about it is that when people come around me, and I've been a Christian for a long time, They just think, ah, that's just the way Steve is. But when people come around you and you have not been a Christian for a long time, they want to know what's the change. Have you discovered that where your friends want to know what's the change? What's going on?
1: I feel like it's pretty amazing. I'm definitely, I used to definitely be of different ways. So, like, the thing with me and all my friends is, we none of us, like, most of my friends have, like, it's like, I don't have a dad. My other buddy, his mom has um, Huntington's disease. My other buddy, his mom isn't doing too well. So like we all like gravitate towards each other. Like I feel like them just like seeing me be able to look past everything and turn away from things that make everything feel normal, but really it isn't normal. It's just deception.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's neat that you have found people that you can reach out to that have similar situations with you. So you talked about going to NYC and that's Nazarene Youth Conference. And so I heard you talking about Nazarene Youth Conference. I want you to tell the people, so if anybody's thinking, hey, if I want to go to Nazarene Youth Conference, tell them who the musicians were that you saw at NYC.
1: So, Royal Company was the main worship band, so every day we would come out, we'd start with some worship, and then there would be a message, and then there would be some more worship, and then it would like it was sectioned off. Some people would go do their mission work, like we packaged it was like Ziploc bags with soaps and uh toothpaste and stuff that they handed out to homeless people. Some people would go do that, some people would go to a giant rec center and they had this it's called the experience. You went through, it was like a bunch of rooms connected together. And the first room is a dark room, you grabbed a cup of water, and then you watched a video play, and at the end you drank the water, and then like you went to another room and you cut that cup and basically the whole message was you need God to refill the cup. You can't you can't fill it up yourself. You can't fill that kind of feeling with yourself. You have to fill it up with other things like God.
0: So PJ, let us know what your life was like before you came to Christ and then after. So
1: before I used to have a lot of emotions built up about my dad leaving, but, and then after it's actually crazy. A few weeks ago, I had a dream and I was sleeping and like, I went to this house, something was going on, but then I drove away, and I came back a week later, like, telling thank you for letting me park there for a little bit, and I came out, and it was my dad, and I shook his hand, I just, I was like, are you, and I said my dad's name, he said, yeah, leave, and then I woke up immediately, and, like, I felt God, like, tell me, like, everything happens for a reason, there's a reason things are the way they are, and I feel like I'm definitely starting to hear God more, because before, it just would have made me so angry, like, I would have, I wouldn't have been able to go back to bed. I was just, I would have been so angry and mad at the world and mad at God. But I really learned just like thank God and do everything and be thick and thin. Just find a way to tie it back to God. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Just find any kind of little way and do anything I can. And that's cool.
0: And that's where we see how God will take things that have happened that we will see as negative in our lives and he'll turn it into something positive. Just like you talked about how you've got friends who, are having health issues with their moms, and you're able to relate to that because of the fact that your dad is not in the picture right now. We're going to be doing here in just a few months, traders, we're going to talk about what Lennox went through and how it's amazing what God did for her. So PJ,
1: if somebody doesn't know Christ, what would you have to say to them? That God will meet you where you're at. That was one of the big messages down there. Like It doesn't matter if you are in like the worst spot in your life or you're thinking you're doing really good. Like God will meet you where you're at and he'll pull you away from addictions or whatever it may be. Like he's going to pull you out of that. You don't have to clean yourself up to go to God. You can go to yourself however you want and he's going to clean you and make you new. Like he's going to clean your mindset, your physical, mental, spiritually, like everything is going to be changed. It doesn't matter where you're at. It's all part of his plan. I didn't think Playing basketball at the gym was going to lead me to getting baptized to going on, on this big trip, <laughs> but it did. So you never know what could happen. And if you're like, if you're listening, don't ever, if you ever have the opportunity to bring someone with you to church or just share Christ with somebody, don't, don't pass up that opportunity because you never know. I'm sure Ryan wasn't thinking that I'd be doing this in seven months. Like, I'm sure I wasn't, what was going through his head, but it wasn't our plan. It was all God's plan.
0: Yeah. One of the best ways I heard somebody describe it is you don't get cleaned up to take a bath. When you're going to take a bath, you're just going to take a bath. And the same thing with Christ. You don't, well, I got to straighten this up in my life. I got to straighten up this up in my life or the other thing. God is the one who straightens us out. And so one more question I've got for you, PJ, before we let you go. And so tell us, since you're into basketball, who's your favorite college and who's your favorite pro team in basketball?
1: Oh man, that's tough. Um, my favorite college, um, I'd probably say probably Duke. Duke Duke's never not good. So that's true. Yeah. Uh, my favorite NBA team, probably somebody, probably the Rockets. It's like Houston Rockets. Yeah, okay. Houston Rockets, Yeah, just like a young team, fully young, okay, potential. Cool. Well, PJ, do you
0: have anything else you want to share with us? I don't believe so. Thank you so much, PJ Philip Schunkweiler, for spending the time with us. We do appreciate it. Until next time, my fellow traders. Hey, if you liked PJ's story, be sure to hit that like button and definitely share it to help others be inspired just like you were. And we do have other Meet the Trader episodes, so be sure to check those out too. And thanks again, PJ. Thanks to all of you who have been listening and including us. Truth is now treason in your day. By the way, anyone who lives in the Springfield, Dayton area, do you guys remember that bus accident that killed the 11-year-old boy? That's going to be what our next treason bite is going to be about. We're going to expose some of those things that probably the media didn't tell you. Stay tuned.